So multiple people work on multiple projects all the time. It's just a regular thing. No big deal. Right. Um, and because multiple people work on these projects, multiple people have to share various tools and, you know, software and stuff like that. Um, for instance, this is a very, you, I did it again. I had a very unprofessional ding while recording my episode. Uh, so real basic example, but, um, teams, if you open up teams, then inside of teams, multiple people work in there. There, There's a file section, there's a chat section, you know, whatever. That is just the way things are. Multiple people who are dealing with a project, they, I mean, who are working on a project, they will usually be dealing with the same piece of, pieces of software for that project. If the new project is to build a new building in, I don't know, downtown uh, Chicago or whatever, um, there's a there's going to be multiple pieces of software that these teams are using that, or the team is using to build the building. A lot of stuff got to be tracked. Uh, in addition to all of those things, Something that they're going to be tracking are risks. You have to track risks because you have to make sure that, you know, things don't go crazy. And that's all a, that's all you that's all a risk is when you're tracking it. It's just you, you know, preparing for things that could either slow down or stop this project from going through. So like a risk for building a building, putting up a building in, in a downtown area or something is, you know, uh, passerbys. Passer, passerbys, people passing by, getting hurt. Like you know, what I mean, you 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 moving all types of construction equipment around. You got to make sure that you clear the a certain amount of area so that people are either able to walk underneath or they shouldn't be walking nearby at all. That's a risk. You put that in there. It's something like you know, if to I think you document it like if we don't properly secure the area, then pedestrians walking by can get hurt something like that that's how you that's how you document your risks right okay so the best way to to do these things is to have a central location like i was talking about multiple people working on a project central location for everything if you have the ability to put something in a central location do it and I'm specifically talking about software, not creating a spreadsheet with all of your risks outside of whatever project management tool you might be using. Um, don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, keep it all in the same area. So, you know, I'm a Microsoft guy. I'm going to say the best place for you to put this whole project is inside the Microsoft 365 suite. I'm going to say that 100 times out of 100. You know, there might be another time. Maybe 100 times out of 101. Because maybe, you know, some special software is out there to help you do what you got to do. If you have this special software, maybe you have customized special proprietary software that you use every time your organization puts up a new building. And then maybe outside of that uh, software, you then create spreadsheets to house certain things like risks. I think that's a really bad idea. And 
right, it's not a really bad idea, but I think it's a bad idea. Why do you have a standalone spreadsheet managing your risks while the rest of your project is inside this proprietary software managing the other parts of the project? You should have you should have the ability to have a risk register inside of that software or have an ability to have, I guess, the spreadsheet be created inside of that software and kept in there. Everything should be in a central location. The reason that I'm stressing that is because of the first point that I want to make about um, four reasons that you should create your risk register inside of SharePoint. The first reason is collaboration. You will be collaborating. And collaboration in 2023 does not happen you know, in different chunks. That's not collaboration. The way that it's happening, at least for now and going forward, is central location. One thing somewhere where everyone goes to that thing. That's not your email. Your email is not collaboration. Your email is for uh, communicating. Websites, that's what it's about. And SharePoint can be a website where you go and access the risk register access the project charter, access the uh, stakeholder register, stakeholder register, access all the documents, you know, the blueprints for the building. All of that could be in one area. They should not be broken out into different places. And again, like I said, I'm a Microsoft guy, but if you're going to go and for some reason Microsoft can't handle your, your, your situation and you want to build your own uh, proprietary software, put everything in there. Don't make it difficult for your people who are working on this building to, to have to find things. Everything should be in there. It should be all searchable. It should be very user-friendly to find. These are just basics. This is where we want to get your organization. It's just the basic, and then after that, we can start, you know, really getting fancy, really ramping it up. So, again, in the, in the four uh, reasons um, to put your risk register inside of SharePoint, the first one I'm going to say is for the collaboration aspect of it. Could you put it in a spreadsheet? Yes. But spreadsheets are not built for, you know, really good collaboration. They're just not. If you listen to my last episode, spreadsheets are not uh, an application. Like, you don't use spreadsheets as an application to run whole entire processes with. The way I look at a spreadsheet is is that's where you export your data. Period. Not where you spin up some new uh, 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 workbook and start typing in data into that spreadsheet. I know a lot of people see it that way, but me personally, I don't see it that way. As a matter of fact, um, the other day, uh, an old friend of mine, she hit me up and she's like, Therm, I got all these old computers and these old uh, um, uh, cell phones. Can you wipe them clean for me? I want to get rid of them. And she, she asked me because she's like, yo, I want to give it to somebody I know and trust. And um, before I go th- just throwing them out because, you know, people will get on there, find your data and do all types of crazy stuff with it. And I was like, yeah, I feel you. I take all of that information. I still got it sitting, but I'm going to take it all in. I'm going to take inventory of it because she gave me a lot, way more than I thought, <laughs> way more than I thought she was going to give me. But I'm going to take all of those pieces of equipment and I'm not going to write I'm going to like fill up a, a, a list of the items that I have. Basically, I'm just going to take inventory. But I'm not going to put it inside of a spreadsheet. I'm not going to you know, open up a spreadsheet and start typing in, okay, laptop, here's a serial number. Laptop, serial number. Cell phone, serial number. I'm not going to do that. 
I'm going to do that in a SharePoint list for multiple reasons. Because And one of the main ones is because that SharePoint list is going to sit in one place. It's not going to bounce around through my email. It's not going to bounce around on my or, or be sitting in some obscure folder on my desktop. It's not going to be, you know, uh, or sitting on an old computer because maybe I'm getting ready to get a new computer. It's going to be sitting in one location that I can get to on any of my laptops, on my desktop, from my cell phone, from any device that I open up that can get access to the Internet. I will be able to get to that list. And if I need to share it with her and say, all right, check this out. Here's how much... Here's all the items that I got, and here's how much uh, each one is going to cost. I will export it to Excel and send her that. That's what I'm going to do. Because once I do that, it doesn't matter what she does to that spreadsheet. It's not going to affect what I have. She's not going to, like, you know, mess with anything I got going on and or confuse anything I got going on. I still know what I sent her. I exported it, and I sent it to her. And she has a piece of the data. You know what I mean? Like she has a, you know, uh, like a copy basically. But there's a there's a central location that has the real data and that's inside of the cloud and that's accessible from anywhere. That's the way I think. Not a spreadsheet that I send it to her and um, now I know I have two versions of what could possibly be the truth. The one that's sitting inside of my, actually three. The one that I create in the spreadsheet and I put it on my desktop. Then I upload it to a, uh, a email and send it to her. So that's a, now a copy sitting in my email. And then the one she gets in her inbox, that's a third copy. I'm not doing all of that. And I would suggest that you not do that either. So number one reason to put your risk register inside of a um, inside of SharePoint instead of a spreadsheet is collaboration. All of the f the features that you get from collaborating. Uh, I mean, uh, basically, I, I think I'm saying that wrong. All of the collaborative features that SharePoint offers. <laughs> That's a much much more clear way of saying that. Um, all right, number two is custom automation. So you've already understand you already understand that collaboration is where it's at. N now that we've level set, let me take you to the next level. Once you have this uh, area where you keep your risk register, you can now do things like have custom uh, automation. So let's say you are the project manager, but you know you have multiple owners because multiple owners of uh, multiple risks because maybe you got like 50 risks and it's about six or seven risk owners throughout that data set, right? Um, maybe one or two of those risks, or matter of fact, no, not the risk owners, but you as the project manager, when these risk owners go into the risk register and if they update the status of one of the risks maybe a risk has gone from you know uh, manageable to severe you could set up an automation that said and it's super basic super out of the box you could set up something that says hey notify me when someone updates uh, a, a, a risk to severe you could turn that very basic automation on and you'll get an email if someone um, does that and then your email will have a link to that item so you get your email you see what happened you click the link and then you take whatever action you need to from there do you need to um, reach out to this risk owner do you need to uh, add, add a comment 
to this uh, one and say, okay, acknowledge that you updated to severe, but maybe we might need to chat about this or something. Whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is, you get that automated notification, which is, again, something that to me, it's 2023. You should be demanding things like that. That should be your basic level of expectation when you are working at an organization or working inside of a tool. Why can't you get, like, little notifications when things happen you're a busy person you got a lot of things going on you're not just managing this project possibly you might be managing multiple projects so by default you say i need to know um what 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 i need to know when someone updates a risk to severe basic stuff that you should demand out of the box you know what i'm saying all right number three um views so this is another collaborative feature. Uh, so let's talk about the risk owners now instead of the project manager. Um, you have multiple risk owners on this uh, uh, project, and they're accessing this list that we said is a collaborative situation. One of the features is that you get to create views. Now, if we were on a spreadsheet and I got this spreadsheet, or I'm looking at it on my desktop, and I don't like the way, you know, uh, the, the notes column is too small. And I don't want to wrap text. I'd rather drag it all the way out so that it could be a thin row. Right? You know what I'm talking about. On a spreadsheet, when a column is really small but it has a lot of text, then, you know, Excel will push the column down uh, and, you know, make it a, like a, a thicker row, a, a row with a, a higher height. Uh, some people don't like that, so they'll stretch that column out, make it thin. Cool. Then the risk owner sees two columns on the spreadsheet that he does not care about. He or she does not care about. They never look at them. They're going to hide those columns because it's just not relevant to them. They see some key pieces of data that is important to them, and they would like to highlight some things. So they do that too. And... Then they sort the rows differently, you know, from instead of it being ascending, they sort them uh, by descending. And then maybe they even hide <laughs> everyone else's risks. They only care about theirs. When they do that, they are not working on their own. They have to share that spreadsheet with other people. And when other people get that spreadsheet, other people are going to see all of the changes that this risk owner made. That is not ideal. Because you're going to be like, well, I don't want to see this view, and I don't want to see it sorted this way, and I need those columns. Like, those are important to me. So then you might say, okay, everyone has their own copy of the spreadsheet, right? Uh, and as the project manager, you're like, all right, I know everybody wants to create their own views, so here's what I'll do. When I have updates, I'll send them out by email. You can just copy and paste my updates into your spreadsheet. No. I know that's happening, and I'm telling you right now, don't do that. Immediately, you're going to start losing, you know, the integrity of your data. Instead, use views. You get to do this with views on SharePoint. Create your own view. Situate it how you want to situate it. Hide whatever columns you want. Track whatever um, risks you want to track. Make some uh, conditional formatting updates. You can do all of that, and it will only be seen by you. Actually, let me rephrase that. If you make it a private view, it will only be seen by you. 
if you make this view and you think, you know, maybe other people might find this beneficial, you could keep it a public view. And when other people visit the list, they'll say, hey, I'm going to check out that view that uh, uh, this guy made because I could find uh, that's useful to me. I'm going to look at that view, too. You have those options. And while you're doing all of this, making these changes, updating these views, because you are working inside of an application that allows you to do this, all, all, all that stuff that you're doing is just front end, you know, mixing and mingling with the data. But at the root of the list is still one, what could be a spreadsheet, because you could export it out to a spreadsheet. It's just one table with flat, clean data just sitting there. For you to do whatever you want with. Like I said, you could export it to Excel. Right? That's the way you want to work. That alone, to me, is a selling point to use SharePoint. I love views. Um, and I give them to my customers all the time. And I blow their mind when I show it to them. And it's so cool to see them going from um, working on a spreadsheet and just pulling their hair out because they're creating these extra tabs, you know, the worksheets. And they're trying to copy and paste from one spreadsheet and one tab to the other. You you don't need to be doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The risk register will manage itself. You don't have to do the administrative um, management of the the list. You kind of like do that up front when you make the list. You set up the types of columns that you want. You situate it the way you want. Um, maybe you edit the form if you feel like. You know, the form is where you uh, open up a form and you input information. And then after you hit save on that form, the data now rests inside of a table, a.k.a. a SharePoint list. Um, you can do that stuff up front. And I recommend you do it up front because that's going to save you time in the long run. Do that. And then going forward, you're not doing all of this management that you'd be doing through email and with spreadsheets and staying late after work on this day and that day. No. The, the basic thing that you need is the SharePoint list, which will take away the need for you to have to do that stuff. Uh, the fourth thing is what I've already talked about, but I'm going to emphasize it, is the, the, the list is centrally located, but at a URL, not in a document. I know this is a, a concept that some people, they're like, you always talking about lists, I was talking about lists. But where, where is where is the list? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The list is is at a URL. It's not like you you know how you would like put documents inside of SharePoint. So you would open up a library in SharePoint and then go to a document and then open up that document and start using it. A list is you go to SharePoint via a URL and literally you're looking at the data. It's sitting inside of a list. What looks like a table, which you would understand to be a table, it's a, it's a list. That's what SharePoint refer to it as, a list. You're just looking at that list, and it sits at a URL. That's the key. You share it with people. You access it from anywhere. You put it behind buttons on different pages. Anything that you can think of that you can do with a URL, that's what you can do with a SharePoint list location. Take that URL and do whatever you want with it. If you want to share it with somebody within the organization, take the link, put it inside of an email, and share it that way. Or just use the sharing you know, capability you have inside of SharePoint. But you know, if you want to share a link, that's fine. 
Just take the link, copy it, send the link out. It's great. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Um, if this sounds like intriguing to you, take a look at my YouTube channel and you'll see a video where I um, actually show you what this looks like, specifically using views. Uh, what was the name of that video? It is called Only Work With Your Risks, Not The Whole Teams. That video will show you specifically the view uh, feature that I'm talking about. But there's other, there's other videos on the channel too. There's a video for a risk register, which shows you, you know, the features of a, like a dope risk register. Which, by the way, let me talk about that. So I created a, I, I didn't create it yet. I'm thinking about creating it um, based on the interest that I get. So I want to show you how to make your own risk register. Basically some DIY SharePoint, right? I want to show you how to create a risk register in SharePoint. And it won't be basic. Like there'll be me showing you how to set up the automation. I'll show you how to create and manage those views that I'm talking about. And I'll show you how to add a risk mitigation plan to your risk register. Um, but the very first thing that you will learn, what you'll see right off top, is how to make the actual risk register. I don't want to BS you with your time. I want to make sure you get what you came for. And that's how it's really going to be. The very first thing that you'll get is the risk register and how to make it in SharePoint. After that, I'll show you how to do you know, automation. I'll show you how to create and manage views on that register and then I'll show you how to add your risk mitigation plan all type of stuff like that if you just I'm gonna put the link to that sign up inside of my show notes here and again if I get enough um, people signing up maybe like 10 people I guess then I'll make the course immediately make it super super valuable and then provide it to you and hopefully get some feedback out of that uh, I think that is all I have. Oh, 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 LinkedIn love. Let me not forget, because you know I like to do LinkedIn love. If you are new here, every episode I do LinkedIn love, and basically what that is is me showing love to somebody on LinkedIn or something that I saw on LinkedIn because it was just dope to me. Now, this week, uh, I'm going to just shout my guy, uh, Ami Diamond out. If you remember, he was on an episode a few a few shows back where I highlighted, um, uh, uh, where we, where we not highlighted, but where we discussed, you know, uh, some of those, some of those points that I made about, you know, <laughs> some things on SharePoint that I didn't like. And Avi was like, nah, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> don't, don't talk trash about SharePoint, man. You know what I'm saying? So I invited him on the show. We had a good time. Uh, you can check that out. Matter of fact, I'll put the link to that in the show notes too. But I remember when Ami was on the show, he mentioned that uh, he had tried to get his MVP, his Microsoft MVP, but he didn't get it. And he was just like, it's all good, you know what I'm saying, whatever, whatever. But this week, he posted like, yo, I got it, you know what I'm saying, I finally made it, was that a third? It was so good to see him post that online, you know what I'm saying, I was super excited for him. He got a lot of feedback, a lot of people uh, congratulating him. And that right there, every time I see stuff like that, it's just the power of relationships it's the power of value it's the power of you know no like and trust that type of stuff like people like ami he puts out a lot of really good content 
humble guy, supports other people, constantly doing shout-out posts where he'll highlight other people. You know what I mean? Just super cool to see Ami uh, out there doing his thing and getting his MVP. So, you know, I'm going to put the link to that post inside of the show notes. Make sure you go over there and give him a shout-out and say, hey, uh, congratulations, man. <laughs> I'm sure he would love that. Um, listen, I only have one link this week. Well, actually, I did talk about YouTube and all that other stuff. But go to the main link, uh, bio.site slash SPHD. If you're driving in your car, if you're on a plane, whatever, just remember, bio.site slash SPHD. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just get a new URL, something that's super easy to remember while you're listening. And I'm going to make sure you remember that link because I can't front. Bio.site slash SPHD is kind of... You know, it's, it's a bit much to remember, even though I, I used to think it was pretty short, but it's all good. Uh, Bio.site slash SPHD, that'll also be in the show notes. Make sure you check me out. All the stuff that I got for you is there. But number one, if you do anything, follow me on LinkedIn. T-H-E-R-M-A-N-T-R-O-T-M-A-N. I post every single day. Useful stuff. Hopefully you enjoy that. I'm going to talk to you. Later.